Today on Church and State, this episode is for the birds. Hello, Christian patriots, and welcome to Church and State, where we strive to plug you into the pew and plug you into politics. And I am your host, Caleb Collier, once again, your favorite far-right shock jock and the most schizophrenic show you listen to on a daily basis. I, I've got a special guest with me. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yes. I don't like that you're a lot taller and bigger than me on the camera, though. Can we get his well, chair shortened? I'm actually bigger than you in person, so... Yeah, taller. So I guess that's fair. Can only anyway, scooch down so far. I've got the host or co-host. Oh. I guess is fair, more fair to say, uh, the co-host of Emancipation Propaganda on here with me. Now, in case any of you forgot, I am in a war currently with Be Vigilant and Emancipation Propaganda. One that I am clearly winning. Was there ever any doubt? But I decided to be uh, the bigger person here and invite the co-host of Emancipation Propaganda on so we could discuss a few things. Uh, so, Matt Buster, thank you and welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, I do want to, you started the war. Um, no, I didn't. You yes, started the war. No, you, you, you're you the one who declared war. And I, I was barely even on the radio before you attacked me. I'd done one show and you attacked me. I, I was like, Caleb, what is this? And yet, you know, so here we I'm are. afraid we're going to have to cancel this interview, actually. Uh, we don't allow sniveling liberals on this show ever, so, which is what you just sounded like. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, before we get there, let's go ahead and go over to churchestate.media. Remember, this is the website where you're going to be able to download all of our shows. You're going to be able to share them with everyone. Uh, I highly recommend you share them with Be Vigilant and Emancipation Propaganda because they need to learn and hear what a good quality show sounds like. All right. Uh, and uh, also, we've got some great sponsors on here, some affiliates. Mm -hmm. Chris, I'm excited about this one. You know what I'm excited about. Let's go to the newest one. This is so oh, wow. cool. All right. Grid Down Chow Down. Okay. In this day and age, most of you are probably familiar with the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab. And what does he want you to do? Do you know what he wants you to do? What does he want you to eat? Uh, grass. No, the bugs. You want oh, to bugs. eat the bugs and you will be happy. Yes. Well, we reject that entirely here yes. on Church and State. This is freeze-dried beef. Look, this is so cool. They freeze-dry it while it's rare. Okay, oh. so when you actually take this and you start to cook it, it actually it still has the blood with it. Okay, really? so this is absolutely incredible. It has a 15-year shelf life. You believe that? Yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, they even have, okay, and, and the products are not all that expensive. But if you want to do this on a budget, you can actually get on a payment plan with them. Hmm. So you can pay like, I don't, I don't recall exactly what it is, but like $32 a month, and then you're going to get this stuff. So use that promo code church and state. You're going to get a discount, and we're going to get some of that money. If you want to donate to us directly, you can do so just on the link. It's super easy. And once again, we are in a fundraising stage right now at Church and State. We want to stay on the American Christian Network Monday through Friday because real radio shows are on Monday through Friday. 
Oh, wow. I'm, I'm really pouring wow. it on thick, right? Yeah, it takes you a lot longer to say what needs to be said. I, I get it. <laughs> oh, I love it. And if you want to get a hold of us, church and state 1776 at proton.me. All right, Matt Buster. Yes. Recently, um, my friends over there at Be Vigilant, they did a show where they were calling us out. And one of the things that they said was that I'm, I'm technophobic. Look. Yes. And? Are you? My fans already know that. I hate technology. I can't stand it. I'm banging away on the computer. I want to toss it in the ocean. I did a show where I said an EMP would fix it all. And I stand by those words. So how is that an attack when it's just the truth? Well, you know, Caleb, I'm I'm not going to try to try to defend you. You know, in this generation, in this time, you know, learning the basic principles of how a computer operates, it really is. It it is expected. You know, and, and I just, I don't know, you know. This listening to some of this at times, I just I hear a lot of whining. I hear a lot of whining for coming from you and learn mm-hmm. having to learn and, and, and all that. I'm going to share something with you. Yes. When you get as big as we are here at Church of State, you'll have people that can do that for you. Right. <laughs> so that's why I have Pat and Chris. It's awesome. I don't have to touch this stuff. He also made a comment that we've got uh, hair and makeup crews. Right. Okay. Now, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to address this. Okay. Clearly I don't do hair and makeup, but I'll give you this one, Matt Dean and Becky Dean. I will give you this one. Pastor Gabe. Absolutely. He's got a whole makeup team here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that guy is a pretty man, is he not? Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a pretty man. He, he he definitely, and he needs a lot of makeup though. Yes. He, He does need a lot of help there. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. All right. Do you want to make fun of Baptists now? Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just, hi, America. <laughs> uh, no. No, I'm good not making We're fun good. of Baptists. We're good. All right. Now, you did, you did say something to me that was kind of interesting. You admitted you were a little bit nervous. I, you know, I am. This is the first time I've done something like this. This, wow. is, this is a step out, uh, you know, and a big step for me. So, yeah, I'm a little nervous. Okay. You know, I, of course, you know, being next to you in all of your glory, it really is, it's, it's a lot to take in. Well, you know, it's I a good t- thing I'm so humble. I, yeah, you know, I can tell all the listeners out there, it really is much more amazing sitting next to Caleb than one can imagine. Um, you know, the only thing is just the ego. It just bleeds onto us and, and just, you know, just. So I give you more confidence. Is you what get, you're yeah, saying. that's exactly what I'm saying. It's just the confidence that, that comes and radiates from you. Okay. Chris, yeah. can we make that into a promo commercial? Thanks. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about. The birds. The birds. Yeah. Uh, this is a little bit of an older story, but I knew as soon as I saw it that I had to cover it, of mm, course. Right. Right. Because dozens of birds, including ones named after white supremacists, are being renamed. Did you know that birds are named after white supremacists? Uh, I did not. Not until reading this article. Yeah. This, I'm, I'm shocked. With all of the problems that are going on in the world right now. Mm, right. I mean, and we could just start listing off all of these issues that we're currently facing in the United States. I mean, and even for the left, if you really want to get to the brass tacks of it all, right, aren't they more concerned about climate change? Aren't they more concerned about the anti-vaxxers? Like, aren't these bigger issues? Shouldn't we be more concerned about issues that actually affect us versus offending somebody uh, that thinks that a bird is named after a white supremacist? I, I don't. No? I think this is actually the root of all the problems that we're facing are, are these birds. I, I could actually see yeah, no, an argument just, for that. Yeah. Once I think once this problem is fixed, a lot <laughs> everything else is going to go away. 
You know, as I was reading through this story, I mean, clearly the blackbird is is got a problem right, right there. And and you know, when you when you really break that down, you know, what what is a what is a group or a cluster of crows called? A murder. Yeah, a murder. And right. and obviously that is racist to right. to assume that a blackbird is going to murder. So we've got a lot of problems there as well. But no, some of these birds are named after individuals that were heroes. Uh, you know, in and. Through the modern lens, now they're saying that these guys were white supremacists. Maybe, maybe they owned slaves at a certain time, or maybe they were involved in the Trail of Tears, as in one case. So they've got to go through this and rename this because, well, most people, and, and I think you can attest to this, most people have a, a, a rather grand knowledge of his history and, and the names of these birds. Yes. So clearly when the average Joe is looking up in the sky and saying, that's a, uh, I don't know, a, a blue footed booby or something, you know, clearly they know that and, and know the history surrounding the name of that bird. I, I can say that I do all the time, right? Well, every bird I see, I know the history of it. Yeah, well, I mean, I know that you got in trouble with binoculars looking out your window, but that was a whole different that was cause. A different story. Yeah, that was I mean, a different, a different story, story right yeah. there. Yeah, but as I'm looking at this, I'm I'm kind of concerned because I think some of our our favorite cartoon or or television birds are in trouble here. Yes. I mean, take Big Bird for example. Oh, well, that's that's definitely one of the biggest problems. I mean, that's okay. just straight up fat shaming. Yes. So absolutely. we got to rename Big Bird, obviously right. here. Right. Daffy Duck. Do you know what Daffy means? Uh, I looked this up. No. What? What? It means silly or foolish. Oh, that we can't have that. We can't make fun of the retarded. No, absolutely not. Oh, I just said the bad word. You didn't did. I? Yeah. You did say the Sorry bad about word. that. Yeah, anyway. Uh, I mean, don't even get me started on Woody Woodpecker. Uh, we, we, I mean, there's there's a lot of issues here with some of our favorite birds, and I think that this this organization should address this. Yes. Definitely. All right. And of course, we can't talk about birds without considering the fact that there's there's two conspiracy theories that are out there. Number one, birds aren't real. Have you heard this one? Yes. yes. Yeah. They're just drones that that are designed to spy on you. And then number two, that there's a real potential that the birds could lose their minds mm-hmm. and go after humanity. I, you know, I think you're right. Yeah. In fact, I think there was a movie yes. made about this. Uh, do we have? Oh, profound. there it is. The birds. It's terrifying. Alfred Hitchcock made an entire movie on the birds, which really goes to prove... I. As I'm as I'm watching this trailer, and uh, yeah, thank you. That's that's better. Just being quiet. How did Alfred Hitchcock even make money on this idea? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm at a loss. Like, I, I think it was prophetic. Like killer clowns, you know. Like, I get some of the the horror. I, I hate horror movies, but to to like one day like be writing in your notebook to be like, I'm gonna make an entire film about birds attacking people. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't know how he did it. All right. Anyway, I'm kind of done with that story. Yeah. Uh, birds are racist, and that's the end of that story. All right, moving on from there. I, I came across a, a rather strange list of uh, the, the things that states are worst at. Now, this had some really odd ones. Like, your favorite was Nebraska. What was Nebraska? I, uh, I don't remember. What was Nebraska? It, it, it produced the, the least amount of... Oh, uh, yeah, furniture. Furniture. It doesn't have enough furniture uh, manufacturing. That is everything that's wrong that, with Nebraska summed up right there. Everything. Yeah. And but a lot of these were stupid, but there were a few that I, I just, I had to address in here. And, and number one, Alabama has the most amount of child smokers. Um, well done, Alabama. <laughs> I mean, 
Is that something to be proud of? I don't. I don't think so. Uh, maybe they're less restrictive, less government. I mean, maybe that could be a reason to move there. Uh, California, most polluted cities. I think they actually got this wrong. That is the most polluted state, and I'm not talking about like air quality or anything like that. I, I'm talking about just pollution as far as politics goes. Oh, like that is the most corrupt state you could possibly have. Uh, Colorado. Uh, be careful in Colorado uh, if anyone offers you powder. You're, they're not talking about skiing. No, not at all. In fact, they have the most cocaine use. You would think Colorado would be the most marijuana. No. No, it's cocaine. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Delaware has the least regular exercise. Well, duh. Have you seen the president lately? He can barely walk. So that one doesn't surprise me at all. I know. Idaho, right in our own neighborhood. Guess what you guys are famous for? You got the worst drivers. I don't know if I would have given that to Idaho. Uh, you know, actually, I would. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I get behind a couple Idaho drivers, and I tell you, I'm, I'm not sure if they forgot they're not driving the combines or, or what. But they, See, everybody complains about California drivers. Well, I just complain about California in general. If it's a California license plate, they're already upset me. That's Okay, that's fair. New York has the worst to be a taxpayer. Another big shocker there. Yeah, very. Right? Good. Why does anybody even live in New York? I don't know. This... I, I mean, why? I mean, you know, what's always interesting with me is the way that they brag about New York being the best place to live. And I, I, I always throw up a little bit in my mouth when the thought of that. Yeah, I, I would completely agree with you. Um, North Dakota, no shocker here, least visited. I actually kind of believe that North Dakota actually doesn't exist. I, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, um, I, I have this goal. Uh, it's, it's a family goal, actually. My whole family is included in this. We want to see every 50 state. And I know for a fact that North Dakota is going to be the hardest one to check off. Because there's literally no reason to go there. There isn't. Like, what are you going to see? I mean, at least South Dakota has Mount Rushmore. Right. Right, in the Badlands. You can go check that out. Mm-hmm. But North Dakota, you got nothing. Nothing at all. Oil fields. Yeah. Like, I want to see that. I've been to Midland, Texas. Anyway, uh, Oklahoma. I love this one. Oklahoma wins. Oklahoma is the best state in the union because of this very fact right here. Lowest produce consumption. Hats off to you, Oklahoma. Way You're doing it go. right. You're on the carnivore diet. I love it. Way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Chris is shaking his head over there. He never wants to see Oklahoma again. Hey, by the way, you want to know how to make Oklahomans angry? Just refer to it as North Texas. They hate that. Yeah. Uh, Oregon has the most prescription painkiller abuse. You know why? Because it's an absolute pain to live in Oregon. That's why. Mm-hmm. Okay, I am not surprised by this one at all. Utah is the nerdiest state. Once again, not surprised at all, Utah. You win that one. Have you been to Utah? Uh, only passing through. Okay. No. Yeah, it's it's nerdy, to say nerdy. the least. Yeah. And Washington, for some reason, you are the worst at loving Justin Bieber. That's what this... What? That's what this <laughs> website came up with. Why? Uh, I don't know. They love Justin Bieber the most out of all the states, apparently. We love him the No, we're worst at loving him. Worst at loving Justin Bieber. We're worst at loving Justin Bieber. One, how did that even make the list? I don't know. Where, where would that come from? Who did they ask that would, would, you know what? I really can't stand Justin Bieber. How many people did they ask that made us the worst out of all 50 states loving Justin Bieber. Who do you hate more, Justin Bieber or Taylor Swift? Well, according to your show last week, I'm going to go still with Justin Bieber. Okay. I think I hate Taylor Swift more. Yeah. yeah. I'm done with those silly stories. Let's actually talk about something that matters. Yes. Okay. So we've got a number of Christians that have come out and uh, they've written a letter, uh, 12,000 of them to be exact, 
and they have uh, signed a petition condemning false prophet Mike Johnson. Did you know that Mike Johnson is a prophet? You know, I didn't until I read this article. Yeah, um, in case those of you who don't know who Mike Johnson is, that is our new Speaker of the House. And this group called Faithful America, an online Christian group that supports social justice causes— well, that tells you a whole no, lot right there, it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, we know where this is going. Yeah, exactly. If you ever hear about a Christian organization and the number one issue that they support is social justice causes, you know right there you are associating with woke Christians. Mm-hmm. And on this show, guess what? You're the enemy. Yeah, in fact, you're probably worse than the radical secular communists, the, the atheist socialist. You're worse than that. Because you're pretending to be on the side of righteousness, and in reality, you are a whitewashed tomb. Yeah. You're a false teacher. Absolutely you are. And so they've named a number of individuals. Uh, I'm sure you're going to be shocked by this list, but they, of course, have Donald Trump, Pastor Mark Burns, uh, self-proclaimed prophet affiliated with the NAR, Julie Green, Laura Ingram, Jim Jordan, Oh, conservative activist and radio talk show host, Charlie Kirk. Hey, they got my boss in there as well. Uh, Paston Jackson Lawmeyer, uh, Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. They got a bunch of people in here. All right, Lance Wallenew, uh, Moms for Liberty, of course, they got to include them. But they are all condemning these individuals because they are anti-democracy, anti-freedom, and they are Christian nationalists. So there's a lot to unpack there. And I mean, the, the fans of this show have heard me rant and rave about democracy, but I'd like to hear your take on it. Democracy? I mean, first of all, I, I want to go back to this whole Christian nationalist. What is that? I, I'm so, that's like just some new slang. It's the new buzzword. It, it is, it's a new buzzword. What is Christian nationalism? I, I, don't, I, I don't even know what that means, but I know when it's democracy, like you, I can't stand it when people call us a republic. In a democracy, excuse me. I was about to slap yeah, you. I know, I know. Yeah. No, you know, that demo- we're not a democracy. Stop calling us a democracy. We are a constitutional republic. We have our representatives. This attack on democracy, it's a fictitious thing. Oh, I attack democracy all the time. Yeah. I, I mean, I love attacking right. democracy, but but this is the issue is they don't understand. Or if no, at the lower level, they don't understand. At the, at the higher level, they do understand. They understand quite well the difference between a republic and a democracy. And they've been trying to move us intentionally to a democracy for quite some time. And one of the best ways to do that is to introduce this narrative to the public to where they just blindly accept this belief that we are, in fact, a democracy. Right. Because a democracy is a stepping stone to tyranny. And and that's what our founding fathers understood, and that's why they didn't give us a democracy. But, I mean, Christian nationalism, you know, this is one of their their newest buzzwords. They've been calling us bad words for a long time. I mean, they've been calling us racists and sexists and misogynists and xenophobes and all these different words, and now it's a Christian nationalist. and. This is supposed to be akin to, uh, to Hitler, to, to basically calling you out as a Nazi in the United States. And in reality, and we've talked about this so many times on the show, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. But Christians who love this country, you're going to be the most free when, them, when they are in leadership positions. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's just the, the cold, hard facts. I, I, I want to throw a, a bucket of water on these liberals and wake them up to the fact that we're going to protect your freedom. Your freedom to be left-wing, your freedom to be an atheist. Like, there's nothing in us that desires a theocracy. And in fact, this country, our founding fathers, who every single one of us, people like you and I, who we treasure so much and who we tell stories about to our children, they're, they're heroes of old. These are individuals that despise theocracy. I mean, look at what the pil- Why did the pilgrims come here, Buster? 
to, to, for freedom, right? For religious yeah. liberty. That was why we, our country was first founded. Okay, it was for religious liberty. We don't want theocracy in this no. country. No, I don't even know what Christian. I've yet to find a Christian that wants a theocracy. I mean, when you actually start breaking up, those who claim they want a theocracy, when you actually start talking, they're not even a Christian. You're right. But an actual Christian, we don't want a theocracy. Do we want biblical values in our country? Sure. Don't murder. Don't have adultery. Don't steal. I mean, for heaven's sake, let's not have that. So the, the idea, I don't even know where they got this. It's, just, it's an attack on the Christian community. We know that it's taking place, and it, it's just to shut us up. And I just, I feel bad for the Christians that fall for it and, and they clam up and they don't stand up and they won't push back on it. And you know what? That is a great point because Christians need to be standing up and defending our faith. And, and before you can defend your faith, you need to be an apologist for it. Yeah. You need to understand your faith so that you can actually back it up. I'm actually teaching a course on apologetics right now yeah. and it's a blast. Uh, the, the guy, uh, Dr. Frank Turek, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, yeah. phenomenal individual, great sense of humor, but he, he walks people through it. And, and, you know, in this current society, we're hearing these terms all the time, right? Like there is no truth, right? How many times have you heard that? There is no truth. And you know what his response is? Mm. Is that true? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love it. Right. It's a self-defeating argument. And this is what he explains in the, in the class that I'm teaching right now is that, yeah, it's a self-defeating argument. If, the, if that, if that's, if that's true, then there has to be truth, right? Because you can't, you can't have it both ways. All right. Let's, let's talk a little bit more about this. It's, it's along the same lines, but this one's coming from the great news publication called Salon. I know you're a big fan of that. Oh, I'm a huge fan. I'm a monthly subscriber. Of course you are. Yeah, yeah but they are saying that far-right MAGA theocrats are the most dangerous threat to America. And uh, they actually say that we are a dangerous, more dangerous threat than Hamas ever could be. Uh, I don't know about you, uh, Buster, but as a far-right MAGA, I'm, I, I can't call myself a theocrat. That's completely wrong. But as a far-right MAGA, which I'm certain, certainly part of the camp of, I'm sure they'd place me there. Sure. I'm sure they put you there oh, as yeah. well. But as a, as a far-right MAGA guy, have you ever wanted to, uh, I, well, I don't know, cut off people's heads and throw homosexuals off of buildings? Uh, no, I have not. Yeah. I, it's not something that I've ever entertained in my brain as well. No. But yet, Hamas... A terrorist, a, a designated terrorist organization does just this and far worse, by the way. Oh, yeah. I mean, in case we have short term memory issues here, you got to remember that these Islamic terrorists are the people that not too long ago were, were burning people in cages, mm -hmm. which they were taking Coptic Christians out of, out of Egypt and marching them along the coastline and beheading them, mass beheads. I mean, it's right. just it's, it's insane to watch. This is a bigger threat to our American Republic. Christianity. Christianity. That, uh, it makes well, no sense. Well, no. I mean, obviously, you're just you're an ignorant conservative who would not understand how Christianity is destroying America. Clearly. Uh, clearly. But, you know, the thing with this article is I read through this article, and uh, it, it makes no sense. This is the biggest pile of random, vomitous thought on a page I think I've ever read. It, it literally, <laughs> I don't even know where, where this is going. Two-thirds of it aren't, isn't even talking about Christians in general. They're, they're talking, you know, uh, it, just, it, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. 
No, it, it's it's a very poorly written article. It's actually very hard to follow. You're correct in that. Uh, I mean, they're talking about uh, number one. They're defending Mitch McConnell. Right. Okay. If if you have a, a magazine. And you can clearly see that it has a leftist bent. And then in an attempt to reach across the aisle and to pat you on the back to make sure that you know, hey, it's okay. We, we do have some Republicans that we, we treasure or that we applaud. And they spout off Mitch McConnell. I think we got problems here. And why did they applaud Mitch McConnell? Because he wants to continue the war in Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. My, my favorite line in the article is, is why? Why do we want to continue the war from Mitch McConnell? Is, well, no, no U.S. citizens are dying in that war. Wait. So it's okay. McConnell's okay with others dying in the war, but as long as it's not Americans, we're, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And this is continuing the attack on Christianity, who, by the way, uh, one of our commandments is thou shalt not murder. So we're on the side of that. Every single Christian that you could possibly talk to is going to say, yeah, that's one of the commandments that I follow, that I won't murder. Murder. In fact, most Christians do that one pretty well, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but no, but because Mitch McConnell says no Americans are dying, which is all we care about, uh, that's rather revealing, to be quite yeah. honest. Yeah. I, I, I it, I was at a loss when I read that. I was like, really? That, that's what you're going with is that no Americans are suffering in this, so let's keep fighting. Let's keep spending billions and billions of dollars over there. Well, we do have Americans here at home who can't even afford to go to the grocery store, fill up their gas to go to work, but hey, you know what? Let's send it to Ukraine. Yeah, they, they try to make an argument, uh, Matt, and, and I, you and I both lead a small group uh, with, with the other Matt as well, um, but they're, t- they're saying that we want to, as Christians, that we want to embrace the, the darkest verses of the Bible. The, the more apocalyptic, the better. Um, is that true? I don't. Uh, uh, do you know any Christians that do? Uh, no. Once again, I, I don't. I'm, I'm sorry. I... Yeah, it's, you know, we're not over here reading the Bible. And as soon as we find something that's like, you know, kill everybody in the village, man, woman, child, you know, we're not like salivating over this scripture. We're trying to decipher it. Why did this maybe occur? We're trying to figure this out. But no, most of us spend a whole lot more time as Christians trying to model ourselves off of what the book says about dealing with other people. I mean, what is the, 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 the main commandment according to Jesus, right? Yeah, love the Lord your God with all your heart. Followed by? Followed by love, uh, love your neighbor as yourself. Right? Like, would that not be good words? Is, would that not be a good direction to take your life as an as a unbeliever? Uh, I would think so. I would think so as well. But yet, here they continue to accuse us of trying to engage in an apocalypse. And this, I think this is largely because they don't understand our obsession with a support of Israel. They don't understand our obsession with so many of us getting this feeling that we might be living in the end of times. Mm-hmm. They seem to think that we, we so desire to see what's written in the book of revelation because we want to see the destruction of the, of the unbelievers, right? right. No, we're excited about this because we're going to see the Lord Jesus Christ return. Yeah. That's what we're excited yeah, about. That's, yeah. That's just it. We, we love to see the, the revelation come to pass, not because we want to see people killed and, and, and the destruction that follows with that. We want to see our savior come. Absolutely. And also because, and, and this is not a mistake that John wrote, not only the book of love, which is what his, his gospel is called, but also the book of revelation, because everything that is, that's described in revelation is designed to turn the people back to God. Exactly. Every single one. It's, it's just like a parent mm-hmm. who punishes their child, not because they have malice in their hearts, right. but because they want to redirect them. 
mm-hmm. to leave a good and godly life. That's what the book of Revelation is about. Yeah. That's what all of the seals, the, the, the signs, the trumpets, not necessarily the bowls, but, but they're all designed to bring us back exactly. into his grace. Right? All right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, you know, that's that, you know, you, you hit it right on the head there. Revelation. I usually do. Yeah. Revelation. It's not about destruction. It's, it's about a warning. Yes. You know, it, it, if, if it was about destruction, there would be no, there would be no book. So. All right. Well, Hey, thank you for joining us on the show. I yeah. appreciate it. I hope you had a lot of fun. I yeah, hope you're not nervous anymore. Yeah. Cause well, you're coming on the next one too. Great. All right. Church and state is sponsored in part by the constitution party and Patriot church. I'm Caleb Collier. I was born for a storm. Welcome to the fire.